1: Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bellati. Hope you all are doing well. I'm actually recording this on a day I typically don't. Tuesdays are the busiest days for me with freelancing work. I feel like I always just have so much on Tuesdays. So I usually record on Wednesdays, very last minute considering I post on Thursdays and I send it to my lovely editor and then we get it up. But I am early for some reason. I just felt I just had this brain rush brain blast of a moment where I'm like, I need to push record right now and talk about my day slash just like what is on my mind. So get ready. It could make a whole lot of sense to some people. It could make no sense at all, but I feel like that's kind of just like a trend with thick and thin. I always just, I end up talking and so many of you DM me saying things resonate with you and it makes my day to see that because sometimes, or most of the time rather, I feel like I'm just going on and on about nothing. So love to hear that. Thank you guys always for the support on this podcast. It feels like just yesterday that I started it when I was miserable at my corporate job and just like needed an outlet. But now we're sitting here a few years later and we're still going. So love you guys. I always say this is my safe corner of the world. I feel like you guys see me or hear me in a way that I don't always show everywhere else. So I'm really happy that you're here. So let's get into today's episode, which very much revolves around regret and fear and just those more anxious moments that we have that we don't like to talk about or post about because we think that we're the only ones and that we should be grateful for our lives and it feels silly to be worried about something that hasn't even happened yet. So if you, like me, have ever experienced any of those things, you need to listen because I... Have been experiencing that sort of feeling, that sort of just kick you in the gut, what is going on in my life feeling a lot recently, and I have been working through it. So today I'm going to talk about my progress and just some little anecdotes and things. So strap in. We're getting into another episode of Thick and Thin. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it, I guess. So I want to reflect on just a few hours ago because a few hours ago I was sitting where I'm sitting right now but feeling a whole lot different because I was going through it this morning. I was doing some work, but it was one of those mornings where my stomach – okay, I don't know what was going on. My friend Colby also had a similar thing. Like Our stomachs just have been really bothering us in the past few days. It could be all the margaritas we had on Saturday or just life. I choose to think it's life and not the margaritas. But I was just having like the weirdest stomach ache It was one of those stomach feelings where I felt like I couldn't fully breathe in and it just like – it wasn't sharp pains. It was just like discomfort and I was already feeling stressed about my work today and just about some plans I have this weekend and some things that are overlapping and I have to be in like two places at once and it's just a lot. So I was feeling stressed and then the stomach issues and I'm like, is it possible that I am? quite literally so stressed right now in this given moment that my stomach is hurting as a stress response. And I've like read that stomach aches can be a stress response. So I'm like, maybe that's a thing. Let me just go for a walk, even though I have a mountain of to-dos right now, a mountain of people asking me for things, emails that have been flagged as urgent. And I just – I cannot think about leaving that right now but i have to like just something in me my shoes were on before i even knew it and i was out the door walking who knows where i didn't even know where i was walking to i ended up going to this coffee shop near me that has this hibiscus iced tea and it one was in my hand before i could even look down like i just i knew what i needed somehow in that moment, I I don't always know what I need to get through things. But in this moment, I knew that I needed to just get up and walk and get myself an iced tea and just walk until I figured myself out or just kind of experienced something different than just sitting at my desk. And I was just, I was really processing. I wasn't on my phone. I was processing, just thinking deeply about what is like surging in me. What are these feelings? how can I figure it out? So I was trying to identify, this is me, just if you see me on the street, just walking with my iced tea in hand, deeply in thought, probably I always scrunch up my face when I'm really thinking. So like, I really hope no one saw me, (laughs) but (laughs) I was just out there pondering, okay? Pondering my life, thinking about what was going on with me. And I kind of nailed it down to two general, or I guess kind of three general feelings that was really just eating away at me. And it was, I've talked about this before, but just worry, worry about things that I don't even know that I should be or could be worried about. Like I can't even pinpoint the worry specifically, I guess just worry that I'm going to fail. So worry, concern, and fear, the ultimate cocktail for a stomach ache and for driving yourself insane. And that was what I was experiencing. It's been creeping in like randomly these days. I remember the last time that I felt this way deeply was on Friday night because my friends and I have decided to do this thing. Maybe this is maturing and growing up or maybe it won't even last a week. But we've decided that we have the most fun as a group when we're going out on the weekends. When we don't go out Friday night, we stay in. We do things that make us feel human, so like cleaning or folding laundry or just like watching TV and going to bed early so we can make up on Saturday and have a fun day plan and not feel like a wounded soldier. So our plan was to stay in Friday night, which we did. And then Saturday, wake up, go to the park, sit out, get some sun. I brought my cute little cooler that a brand sent me. And we like had some nice little like non-alcoholic seltzers and just chatted, hung out, soaked up some sun, got some sandwiches, you know, like a wholesome Saturday activity. And then the plan was to go out Saturday night and dance. Like that was our weekend plan. Honestly, sounds like something out of a movie like a dream. Obviously, it doesn't always go totally according to plan, which I'll get into. But it was Friday night. And I was in my apartment trying to just watch TV. I've been trying to start this – well, I've watched two episodes – at this point, of this show called The Time Traveler's Wife, which I think I talked about last week. I might have touched briefly, but I've been very into it. They're doing that thing where they slowly release episodes, so it's not all at once. You can't just binge it, which is, I get what they're doing, but I also, like, want to binge it. But then I also feel like when I binge shows, sometimes I just am left feeling like, okay, now what? Anyway, so I was trying to watch the latest episode of this show. I had watched The Kardashians before that, and I was watching this show, and I was just restless. Like, my foot was, like, Hitting my couch, I was just like, I could not sit still. And I just, I don't know, because I guess I'm usually doing something on a Friday night, usually out, just stimulated in some way. So I was just feeling kind of lonely, I guess. Like, just feeling like very, very much alone, which as a person that lives alone, like it does happen. People always ask me if I'm happy living alone, if I prefer living with other people. And the answer is, I do prefer living alone. I do like my alone time. But what they don't tell you about being secure, living alone is like there are moments where you're like, I need to talk to someone or I like I'm going to combust. I don't know. I hate what's going on in my head right now. I hate myself right now. I guess hate is a strong word, but I just couldn't deal so I decided to do what I typically do, when these sensations come over me, and I just started cleaning. So I aggressively went into my bathroom and started just scrubbing every surface, was just lifting everything off the ground. And I don't have one of those um, cabinets in my bathroom. I've always had a cabinet like underneath my sink, but in this bathroom, I don't have that. So I have this just like cabinet of sorts that I've just made out of a few things I've gotten from PR packages. And I was I lifted all that up. I was scrubbing underneath. I was dusting. I was cleaning the mirror. I was going through and throwing out things that had been like expired for months. And I felt like good in this, but I was also – I very much knew what I was doing. I was trying to distract myself from this tidal wave of emotions that was going to hit me. And lo and behold, like it hit me. So after I was done cleaning everything in my apartment and had nothing left to clean – I sat on my couch again, and I was like, wow, here it comes. Here comes the tidal wave. It's like when you're running after or running away from something, which I haven't run away from something in a long time, knock on wood. But if you are running away from something, and you just finally get tired and slow down and it hits you, like it catches up to you, that's kind of what this was like. So I sat on my couch, and that very familiar cocktail of feelings, fear, worry, concern hit me. And I don't really even know what it was about necessarily. It was just this general feeling of like, am I okay? Am I good? Like, I don't even know anymore. I have no gauge for like, am I doing a good job in this life? Am I doing the most with what I have? I don't even know.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.
1: or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And so I was thinking about that. I was like on my phone, on TikTok, doing the usual social media stuff. And I was hit with this idea for a YouTube video. So, okay, this is such a narrative, but just hang on because i was thinking to myself i'm like okay what makes me different as a person what makes me different from the thousands of people that are on social media doing very similar things to what i do i think this way often when i need to hype myself up i'm like what makes me different because focusing on what makes you different does kind of make you feel good sometimes if you think about it in a positive way so i was like you know this is something good about me i have been on the internet for a very long time i have archives of videos i've been doing this and wanting to do this since i was a teenager since i was how old was 14 years old so i started thinking about videos i could make like speaking to my younger self and going back in time i haven't made any of these yet but i was just kind of just spitballing with myself and so i went on my current youtube page as i was looking at old videos and i went way back in the archives to back when i was in my parents house and i was like 14 15 16 that age range when I was very, very passionate about the internet. And I was trying to kind of read between the lines of my videos because obviously my videos had to do with like how to get the perfect cat eye and like what to pack in your school bag and like things that don't pertain to me now. But I was trying to read between the lines and like stare at myself and think like, okay, what was going through my head in these moments? So I was obviously channeling all of my weird emotions in that time into like just delving into the past, which is really always a recipe for disaster. Like, I feel like going down memory lane always makes me feel funny, but I decided to do it. So, I was looking back at all these videos and I watched more than one. I watched a few from like that 14, 15, 16 range of time. And then I watched, I skipped to college and I was watching some videos of me sitting in my dorm room, not my freshman year dorm, but my sophomore year and then my junior year, senior year house. And you'll notice if you guys followed me during this time or if you look back, like I didn't post nearly as much during this time because I was obviously focused on being a college student and living a life and having fun and being social and all that. So I really did kind of drop off with uploading. So I don't really have as many videos during this time. So I was watching some of them with my blonde, bleached blonde hair and the chokers. Like that just tells you what time period it was. So I was watching these videos and I was looking at the person that I used to be. And you can think of this, if you don't have YouTube videos on the internet like me, you can think of like old photos that you have on Instagram or old Facebook photos that you look back on when you open Facebook once in a blue moon. So just considering yourself at different ages and where you've been. And I watched the way that I carried myself, the way that I talked, the way that I dressed, like all these little things. and was trying to just like think about where I've come from. And I noticed that I would talk all the time about how excited I was for the rest of my life. My dreams, like I always in every Q&A, latched onto those questions that were like, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I loved answering those questions. Today, I'm terrified of those questions because the future scares me so much more than I feel like it does to normal people, obviously, I could be incorrect in that, but I just, I get terrified thinking about the future. I don't know why I do. We'll get into that. But when I talked, okay, that version of me talked about the rest of her life. She had all these huge, huge dreams. And this was back when I was in my YouTube prime, I like to say. I was so secure in my channel. I was uploading every week. And some of those videos I watched from when I was 16, I was like so pure, so naive. And then when you go to the videos that I posted in college – my demeanor just maybe it's even just me like watching them now or looking back at these photos and videos now i see how i changed in such a sad way and i'll elaborate further but i look back on college and i think fondly of it mostly but i see how in these videos i guess it's more so because it's fresher in my mind and i remember myself in these years And I remember like I watched this one specific video and it was, I know exactly which video like it was. It was me talking about as a communications student, like all the things that I think are necessary to have. Like I was talking about my iPad and how I use Procreate and like all these favorite apps of mine and things that I thought really helped me in school. And so I was talking about a very collegiate topic like school supplies. But I remember this day that I recorded this video and it was the day that I found out I think I've talked about this before, but I found out that this guy that I was seeing that I really did have a crush on, I had hooked up with him, had had sex with him, and was in his dorm. Like, I don't even remember, like, if it was a dorm, if it was a house. I think it was a house. See, these these details are blurry because I'm like, whatever, that's not important. But I remember a girlfriend of mine calling me probably hours before I filmed this video. And she told me that there's this photo going around that this guy took of his bed and there's a blood stain on his bed from me, I guess. Um, And at the time, I I was on a weird birth control. I'm on a much better one now, but I was spotting a lot in college. So it wasn't like totally out of the question that I had maybe spotted when we were having sex. I don't know. So he took this photo of his bed. He put it in his fraternity group chat and it circulated because people in college are cruel and things like that happen. Like, People are just so bored and have nothing better to talk about. All the important issues in the world that could be spoken about, but people are going to talk about that. And I remember this like feeling of shame washing over me more so, not because of the blood, because that's such a normal thing that happens. And it's happened to me in the recent years. Occasionally, like it happens. It's natural. It's human. But I was more so just, I felt shame that I had let myself care about this person who would do something like that. Like it really sucked, honestly. And, uh, you know, I noticed the change in me from these two eras of my life and I felt a bit sad about it sitting here watching. Like I had literally gone through that horrible experience and yet I was like, I'm going to film a YouTube video today. So I was really proud of myself for getting through those moments. But you can see in these videos it wasn't even just that one thing, but like there was so much that happened to me in college that I feel like has affected me now. And I I feel like college, like I'm so happy I did it, obviously, but college really, I really saw the world, okay? I saw the world, not so much in like, <laughs> I, I did travel, but I saw the world, I saw humanity for what it was. I saw people's true colors And I guess in high school and in middle school, I was just, I was young and I was living in a super privileged area. And I was very siloed in like what I wanted to see the world as. I wanted to see the world in a specific way. And like, I wasn't popular or getting attention in high school, but I'm like, there's so much more out there. I just need to get out of this town and people will respect me. But then I went to college and people still didn't I mean, many people did respect me and I have a lot of friends from college, but a lot of people didn't respect me. So I saw the world and it's just crazy the difference in these two people. And so this, honestly, I should not have unearthed the old videos because this just sent me into a further spiral. And I started feeling that very familiar. I like to call it a sensation cocktail or a feeling cocktail because it's that worry, concern, fear. Like I'm looking back on these past chapters of my life thinking These feelings about what I'm seeing, about who these people were, that is literally me, but just different versions of me. What will the future me think of this chapter of my life? Will she also feel sad for me that I'm dealing with all these feelings all the time and I'm not living in this hopeful, happy way? Like I am half of the time, but the other half of the time I'm not. Like it's a half and half sort of thing these days. So there I was, you know, nervously scrubbing my tub on a Friday night and then watching 10 plus old YouTube videos of myself from like eight to 10 years ago, or I guess, how many years ago was college? Like six years ago was this particular time in college or maybe, I don't even know. You know what I mean. So like thinking all these things, like have I led myself astray? I think of my old self on the internet as like this little sister sometimes. And like, how could I put her through all of those things that I went through? And like, I'm happy that I got myself out of it, but I'm, am I dealing with the same things now? I don't know. Like, do I like torturing myself with this overthinking? So my Friday night Let me just get to a point here. My Friday night made me consider two questions, which I wrote down in my notes, two questions. Is life without regret possible? Is life without fear possible? And it's one of those things where I know the answer to these questions. Obviously, no, it's not possible to live a life entirely without regret and entirely without fear. But usually when I consider these things, like these are two maybe not so pleasant feelings that we all experience The way that it helps me to get through these things and knowing that I will – I have experienced regret and fear. I will experience regret and fear for the rest of my life in small ways or large ways. The way that it helps me is to see the use in it. Like why – yes, I experience these things. I have these Friday nights where I torture myself with old YouTube videos and cleaning my bathroom floor – That's just one night in, it's a blip, okay, in my entire life. And I went on to have the most amazing day the next day. Saturday was the most fun day ever. Had an amazing day in the park, then went out and danced the night away with my friends. Had a great day. So obviously it's a blip, but those things like those stick with me and it feels like it's never ending, So, I tried to find some use in these emotions and like try to figure it out. Like, why is this part of the human experience? Like, why? Why do we have to deal with these things in order to have the good things? Because it almost feels transactional. It's almost like when I have a rough night like that, I know it will give way to something better. I know it's just around the bend. Life is all just kind of a, you know, I say this a lot like a pendulum of good and bad, good and bad, happy, sad, happy, sad. So, to make my night a little bit lighter, or I guess not lighter, but just make a little bit more sense when I was thinking about all these things, I did some light reading, aka found some psychologically scholarly articles on the internet because you guys know me and I need to do some digging and figure out why. I need to know the why always. I'm literally that like child still in my head, begging my parents for the answer to why the sky is blue. Like I do that all the time. So Yeah. I actually think that I have two modes, like sport mode and regular mode in a car. Like I think that's what it is in a car. But I mean, I obviously haven't had my own car in a minute now because I live in the city. But I feel like I have these two modes, like carefree dancing, living it up, ripping tequila shots at the bar with my friends or hunched over my computer reading articles by people way smarter than me trying to make sense of my life. So those are the two modes that I have, I think. Anyway, so I stumbled across this article, which I'm going to talk about today, And I really think it's going to help a lot of people out there who might be dealing with similar feelings and also taking a trip down memory lane quite often and somehow making yourself feel bad about it. So I read this article, which I'll link in the show notes. It's called, Is Regret Ever Useful? That was the title. I was like, wow, this is perfect for me. I think I Googled like almost the exact thing and this is what came up. So I want to read this section that really did in the moment soothe my overthinking, okay? It says this all emotions evolved because they had some utility. So, by utility, they mean like some use. Like emotions evolved in human existence because they were necessary for survival for life. In many cases, protecting our evolutionary ancestors from disaster, fear of heights, the dark, animals, strangers, water, closed spaces, and other potential dangers have become universal fears found in all cultures. Fears protect. The same with emotions such as jealousy, envy, anger, and regret. Jealousy is a form of mate guarding that we find in many species that protect the genetic investment. Envy, The discomfort of knowing someone is doing better than you're doing is found in species where there are dominance hierarchies. So, losing status in the hierarchy reduces the likelihood of passing on your genes. It's all about sex, everyone. It's all about (laughs) passing on the genes, the DNA. Status has advantages, the article goes on procreation, better food, alliances that can help you, and many other factors. So, that is just a little tidbit of the article. There's a longer bit to it, but from that, I pulled a few little nuggets of things, like one being the two words that really just struck me from this article, fears protect, fears protect. I read that, I sat back on my couch and I thought, wow, okay, fears protect. So my crazy, me doing all of this overthinking and feeling sad for myself, and feeling anxious, all these feelings, it is protecting me. So I have to say like being alone and having all this overthinking happening, it is good for me because each time I do this and I try to fix myself or I try to soothe myself with learning, it really does help me, okay? And I feel stronger now. So if I sink back into this again, I'll know what to do. So the fear that I feel for myself now and the future, which I told you guys scares me, and the regret that kind of is just like the little sprinkles on top of the Sunday of how I feel a lot this regret, this fear it is me trying to protect myself from danger, like I said earlier, like why do we have to live in this world where fear and regret happens, and it will happen till the end of time? Well, the reason is is because these things are kind of like our parachute. When we're jumping out of a plane and we need to be reined back in, it's like when you're going for a hot stove in your hand—you don't, you know, not to touch it because it's hot and it will burn you. That reflex, like that, is what fear and regret is. So yes, it is. It does suck, and when it sinks in and like hits you like a pound of bricks, you feel kind of fragile and you feel you don't feel powerful in those moments. But it is good. It helps us course correct and it made me feel a little bit less guilty, I guess, about letting myself dwell and dive into the past and feel sorry for myself. So I hope this doesn't sound like super bizarre. I hope this might resonate with someone. So like I said, continuing with the weekend, went out Saturday night, had the best night, did wake up on Sunday with some scaries, I will say, because obviously margaritas will do that too. I think there's some like – I didn't look this up, but there's like some scientific meaning or like reason for sunday scaries it's like alcohol will like depress you or something i don't know what exactly someone out there very smart will know the answer to this but you know after a few margaritas i was not feeling amazing the next morning and really did kind of spiral but then i caught myself and i reminded myself about the regret element the fear element like okay it's protecting me protecting me from too many margaritas next time maybe i don't know and i did think momentarily this is something that always sinks in when i'm having my crazy anxiety sunday scaries i'm like okay last night was fun and all and i had like a great time and so many laughs with my friends and like it was great but like what would my life be if i didn't drink i see these people on tiktok all the time who don't drink alcohol and don't go out and have like such fulfilling amazing lives and i'm like Just after like one hangover, I'm like, should I stop drinking? I mean, but I don't do destructive things when I drink necessarily. It's just the hangovers. I'm like, you know, and I don't have a hangover every time I drink, but I swear as I get older, it just gets worse. But then I I did this spiraling thing where I'm like, should I stop drinking? Should I stop having these fun nights with my friends? Because I want to preserve and protect myself from ever feeling hungover again. Like there's some things you have to kind of evaluate the risk And know that the regret sometimes isn't protecting you. It is kind of holding you back from something that you'll look back on when you have kids and think those were the best nights of my life. Like that was a time to be alive. So anyway, I've been doing some thinking recently as I always do about me and what my life, what my choices, what I have done for me in the past 26 years. And I'm realizing that as I'm getting older and as I'm getting smarter, I think that I'm kind of becoming a realist In not a good way. And when I say realist, I mean a person who like really only accepts what seems possible and likely evaluates risk, but just like doesn't really have hope that there could be more or expect more than what is feasible, what makes sense, what has been done before, okay? And while I do have a lot of elements of my like online persona and the things that I've done on the internet that isn't typical, like having a following on a social media platform and doing this for this long. I know that that's a really amazing thing that I've done that not everyone does. And being so honest on a platform is something that not everyone does, but I do kind of sink sometimes like that is something that I made for myself when I was 14 I started this. But what about me now? Like if I had never started my YouTube channel and all my things when I was like 14, would I have started now probably not because I am way too in my head and way too obsessed with what is feasible, what makes sense and less about what could make sense. If I just get out of my darn head and think about the possibilities that could happen, that could not happen, but also could happen and could be the best possible thing that I've ever done for myself. I think I have a really hard time making room in my life for the things that could be so, so amazing, but don't really make sense in the sense of like, I don't know how they'll happen. Like, okay, for me, I keep thinking I need to get on the dating apps, schedule dates, go on dates, fall in love, whatever. Like I found it less and less, maybe it's just me being cynical, found it less and less possible in my mind that I could just go to a bar and meet someone and it being like this life-shattering, amazing experience and not just lead to a potential one-night stand and then never calling me again or me exchanging numbers with someone and never hearing from them again. Like, you know, and it's just I'm becoming like this realist, okay? Am I no longer a dreamer? Am I becoming this cynical person that younger me would be so sad about like is it almost like the tables are turned like when I look back on some old videos and I feel sad for my past self that I was going through things like would I as a younger person look at me now and be sad for me now that I'm not believing in myself a bit more so I watched this TED talk Uh, I guess when was this I watched this TED talk I don't even know does it matter when I watched it and it was by this woman I wrote this in my notes Ashley Stahl I'll have this one linked in the show notes as well. And she said something. She's, a, I think, a motivational speaker, a life coach sort of thing. She said something, this one phrase that really stuck with me that I have still remembered and I did write down because I was like, I cannot forget, but I do internally remember this. She said, realists are often just dreamers who got their hearts broken along the way. Oh, that hit me, guys. That hit me because I think about this a lot because I have experienced a lot of heartbreak in my life. And I don't mean in like a romantic sense necessarily, but I think that when I sink and kind of succumb, when I let these emotions and this cocktail of feelings take over, the fear, the regret, the concern, when I let that take over my body and my being constantly, am I breaking my own heart? Yes, I am. I am relinquishing all of my power. I am telling the world, have at me, because I have no legs to stand on, I have nothing that I believe in. And all the goodness that I do have just like fades into the background and all I can see is all the things that I'm not and all the risks that I should not take because I'm not good enough or I'm not strong enough or I'm not interesting enough. And back to what I was saying earlier when I had these feelings sinking in this morning, I went on a walk. Okay? And Anyone, okay, hot girl walks are taking over TikTok, but this wasn't a hot girl walk. This was a, it wasn't even a sad girl walk. It was a, let me just open up my darn eyes and see the world and see me for what I actually am for a second and not listen to every little voice in my head that's telling me something that just isn't even true. I know it's not true, but I also just don't even know an alternative when I'm spiraling in those moments. Like I know that I'm, I try, like there's a little voice being like, Katie, stop spiraling. Stop letting these feelings win. So I went on this walk. I got up from my desk. Okay. I got my tea. I closed my laptop. I didn't even like look at anything. I wasn't even reading my text. I put my phone on, do not disturb. I walked through West Village. I really noticed things. I was paying attention to people. I was looking at them, just analyzing the way they carry themselves, wondering about their life, wondering who they could be, looked at buildings around me that I'd never noticed before. I was wondering like how long they've been here. I was breathing. I was smelling all the smells of New York City in the almost summertime. I was just being, okay, without distraction. And it helped me so much. Okay, this is just basically a 30-minute ad for going on a walk and not looking at your phone and just being with yourself and not trying to like grab onto any possible distraction that you might, that you know might even make you feel worse. Like it was an hour of my day, guys, an hour of my day that was so transformative. And I wasn't feeling any sort of fear in those moments. I wasn't. I was, I let go of it. I let go of it like some heavy baggage. I'm like, I am not dealing with that. Not today, Satan. I am not dealing with that. I'm dealing with me, the real me who I actually am without all of these labels and like everything that I try to, to, convince myself that I am when I'm really going through it. So fear. Fear is our internal alarm system. It does protect us. It has a utility. It has a use. It is a real need. But it does not need to constantly direct our lives, direct our moods, and rip us away from how great that our lives could be if we were just a little bit more of a dreamer and a little bit less of a realist for that given moment. Okay? We don't need to be married to fear 24-7. It's not like holy matrimony you need to be equipped with fear in your pocket at all times. I need to learn how to let go of it when it isn't a utility. It isn't a use to me in that given moment. So, yeah. Or I mean, fear is like I guess always present because I was thinking like if I was walking across the street and a car came out of nowhere, I guess the fear or the just the the reflexes would kick in. But it isn't like top of mind, okay? Because if I went outside of my house every single day, so afraid of the world, I mean, New York City is just not the place to live for that. And I know that. I picked this place and I love this place because this is a city of dreamers, okay? There are a lot of realists here, but there are so many dreamers and it's a contagious feeling. People that are very secure in themselves. And I like to surround myself with those types of people and I want to care For myself and better myself to the point where other people see it, they see the way that I am, and they wanna do it too. Okay? Maybe that is what an influencer truly is. I guess that would actually be a good podcast episode talking about the influencer word and culture and what it really means and what a true influencer should look like. So I think all the time about this one girl that I went to college with. You know, when you think of people that are influential to you, a lot of times you're like, oh, social media influencers or like people that I follow that I think are cool. But there's this person in my actual real life when I was in college. I was on the school magazine, which is called The Edge. I was fashion editor. This was either sophomore or junior year. And we had these weekly meetings. And this girl who was on the layout design team, I will never forget her. Till the day I die, okay? I still keep up with her on social media. We became friends. But this was before when she was a couple years older than me. So I must have been a sophomore at this like given point in my life because she was, I think, two years older than me. But she would come into these meetings. And maybe it's because like she was a senior and you always thought the seniors were cooler than everybody else until you were one. You're like, wow, I know nothing. But she was a senior. She would come into these meetings. And she was definition of currently what like the clean girl aesthetic is on TikTok. So she would come in no makeup on, slicked hair like into a bun, but like clearly didn't really put much thought into it, but it looked really clean. Earrings, like very comfy outfit, loose comfy outfit. She would have her moleskin journal. I'll never forget, moleskin black journal, black pen, most precise, perfect handwriting you'll ever see. But she was influential in the way that she, it wasn't even how she looked, okay? That just kind of added to it, but it was how she was. She would sit at these meetings. She wouldn't talk to hear herself talk. She wouldn't babble. She would communicate with us openly, honestly. She wasn't trying to be the smartest person at the table. She would talk about the articles and like the layout and all the things that we would talk about on a technical level, but she also would be just so honest about her boundaries. She would let us know if a deadline was too insane for her. She wouldn't be one of those people that would just nod and say, yes, sure, I'll do it. Like she would take things on when it was a good challenge, but not when it was a challenge that was out of her boundaries. I remember thinking at the time, like almost like annoyed about that. And I I find that I'm most annoyed about the things that I am just so desperate to have myself, boundaries being one of them. But I remember how inspired I was by her. She wasn't playing a role. She wasn't trying to sugarcoat her life or show that she was better than anyone else. She was honest about her life. She would always ask thoughtful questions, really had this just amazing essence and presence. Like I don't know even how to describe it. It's like one of those things where you just would need to meet her. But I remember her still to this day. I check up on her on social media. I obviously like don't know what was going on in her life actually. But being in her presence made me feel like I could be better. And that doesn't mean like hotter or more ambitious, just more secure in myself, like how I am taking what I have and being secure in it, knowing that there's possibilities for dreaming and for future, but also knowing where I am right now and what I need to do to make myself feel good right now. So I want to be that way, okay? I want to be This way, not entirely just for other people to see it and be influenced by it, but mostly for me to see that it's possible, okay? And then to show other people that they can do it too. They can honor themselves. They can realize and recognize their boundaries, but still leave room for dreaming and not so focused on the fear and the anxiety of it all. Like I want to forget regret, forget fear when it isn't something that's of use to me when it's just kind of hanging out for the sake of hanging out, okay? It's like when you linger somewhere where you know you don't wanna be or you know you don't need to be, but you're like, I guess I'll just hang out here. Like that is what fear and regret is doing to me when it's not serving me at all and it literally causes me stomach aches. So I need to forget it. I need to literally walk out the door and leave it behind. Like it was left in here and when it saw that I left to go on my walk and was just parting ways with it, it left too. I came back here, I looked at my to-do list and it felt so much smaller. It felt so much more doable. I considered my boundaries and where I need to draw the line with certain things and certain people that are asking things of me. I was just calmer as a person. Like I was literally that girl that I'm literally still thinking of from college. Like I felt more like her and maybe she doesn't even really exist. Maybe it's something I invented in my mind as like a as a dream for me. And I'm not trying to become someone that I'm not. I think I'm just trying to become a better version of who I am because sometimes I don't really like who I am. And I need to work on that. I need to figure out what those things are that I don't like about myself. And for me, I think the big thing is just how much overthinking that I can do. Like, I, is it possible to do as much overthinking as I do? I guess it is. Like, <laughs> I need to work on that. So. Anyway, guys, what the heck was this episode? I don't even know. I just like just let myself babble just now. I hope this made sense. But you know what? Even if it didn't, I don't care because I'm so secure in myself and I know that. Well, we're working on it at least. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of Thick and Thin. Totally just a journal entry, like ripped a page out of my journal pretty much with this one. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode, maybe took something up from it, maybe are feeling similarly to me about fear and regret and... Yeah, I hope you all are doing well, and I will talk to you next Thursday. Bye.